Welcome in. Good to have you today. Film or loaded today. Loaded today. Uh, we got uh, Brad Biggs, who's going to be joining us from the Chicago Tribune. We'll get a look at uh, the Chicago Bears side of things. So we're going to hear from Brad Biggs today. Uh, we are going to hear from Andy Herman of the Pack of Day podcast today. Going to talk a little Michigan football today. Got all kinds of good stuff today. So uh, sit back, relax, and enjoy. We will not get uh, anything from inside the locker room today. Man, uh, Mike Clemens, under the weather, texted me uh, this morning and said, uh, and emailed too, and said, hey, uh, under the weather, uh, the chills, the fever, the cough, the whole thing, uh, the cold, uh, which seems to be going around. I mean, everybody's got it. Good gosh, everybody I know, uh, or their girlfriend's, you know, boyfriends, spouses, whatever, are down with this. Uh, whatever the creeping crud is, it's floating around out there. But, you know, take care of yourself because it's kind of nasty. Uh, Kristen's been dealing with it. Not not the fever part of it, but like freezing cold, body, body just freezing cold, can't get warm, but no fever. And then your, like, skin hurts to the touch and you're coughing and your chest is tight and you, you can't breathe and, you know, you're miserable and then all of a sudden you're sweating and you can't, you know, you're peeling off everything that you just threw on, blankets, covers, sweatshirts and stuff. And so whatever it happens to be, man, holy mackerel, it's uh, it's kind of nasty. So take care of yourself. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. You want to find us, uh, go ahead and do so. That's the way to do it. If you want to find us over on Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels, you can find us there. Uh, you can also uh, find us if you choose to do so. Uh, you can find us uh, over on uh, Instagram at the Bill Michaels Show. The Bill Michaels Show. You can find us there. Uh, you can also track us down on um, where else? Uh, you can find us on uh, Facebook, facebook.com slash the Bill Michaels Show. YouTube. Go to youtube.com slash Bill Michaels Show. And uh, so many other you know ways to get a hold of the program. Always appreciate it when you do. Uh, find Grant at Wisco Grant over on Twitter. And uh, you can always email the program. Michaels at gmail.com. Grant Bills, how are you doing today? I'm doing excellent, Bill. I'm doing great. Yeah? Uh, well, there was so much good Packers news that came out kind of during my show last night about injuries, and I, I think I'm back in on Jair after seeing that press conference, and I know we listened to a little bit of that last night. Like, I am so amped for Packers-Bears and to have Brad Biggs coming on today and Andy Herman. Like, this is just an awesome final week of the Packers season, so I'm doing great. Yeah, we've got uh, we got a lot of good stuff, uh, and uh, hopefully, you know, kind of entertains throughout the day. But I, you know, I I was on with our buddy Ernie over in Viroqua this morning. I was talking to him, and I had a couple of friends that I was kind of touching base with, and we're we're prepping for for Super Bowl. So I had meetings this morning in regards to coverage for out there, and the question is by everybody. Uh, will the Packers, which Packers team is going to show up? And, and a lot of people feel the same way I do. You remember going back to when they faced Tampa Bay and I was confident. I felt good. They were coming off of some good games. They came off of that bad game against New York. And I thought, okay, that was a hiccup. No problem. They're going to bounce back and be great. And then they laid an egg against Baker Mayfield at home. And so I think I, I feel confident in this game. But there's a lot of cautious, I mean, really cautious optimism from a lot of people. Uh, and Bears fans are beginning to infiltrate Lambeau Field. For those of you that uh, it's not going to be a freezing cold game, this game for the Packers means something. So I'm thinking to myself, why are people selling their tickets for this one? It's, it's not a bad game to go to. I mean, we've been to a lot worse in January, that's for damn sure. 
and it's going to be above freezing from what I understand. Well, I mean, once we get to game time, it'll be a little bit colder, but we'll be right around freezing. And, and that's not bad for what we've had uh, in the past, but people are selling their tickets off and prices are going up and up and up. Uh, it's now up about, about 25% over face in many different areas. We're going to even going to touch base with our guy, uh, Mike from connections ticket service at some point today, uh, during, uh, during the program about what the ticket prices are, but a lot of people from Illinois bears fans, uh, thinking they're going to come up, infiltrate uh, Lambeau field and cheer the bears on to do what the uh, lions did to the Packers last year. So, uh, and then you got the, the box. What is it with the Pacers? You know, is it just a, that there's a matchup there that just doesn't work? I think there's two things going on. I think, one, the matchup is tough, yes, because the Bucks' offense is amazing. But really, the only offense in the NBA that's as good or better is the Pacers. So the Bucks can basically outscore anybody except the Pacers. So I think yeah. the matchup is poor, yes. I also think there's this weird thing going on where now the Pacers just try really, really hard, and these Bucks games mean a lot to them. Yeah. And that's good for them. They're a young and up and coming team. They're trying to make their mark. But I, I think the Bucks are like, man, screw this. Like we're not, we're not obsessed with these games in January. So I, right. I, I think there's a couple factors at play. Um, it's a bad matchup, but also I think the Pacers just these games seemingly mean the world to them. And I, I guess more power to them. Yeah, I, I, I'm just kind of like a little dumbfounded. Um, I, it, it's. I agree with you about the Pacers and the way they play this game because they play this game hard when they face the Bucks. I mean hard. They they get after it. And it's like the Bucks just don't. They, I, I don't know if they look at the Pacers as a team they should be or if this is becoming a fast and furious, you know, kind of target on the back rivalry type of game for the Pacers. And the Bucks are worried about the, the bigger kettle of fish or something. I don't know, but they just can't get past the Pacers, and, and I, I don't I don't know what it is because they're the Bucks are a better team that maybe and there's sometimes you just don't match up well. But when you've got you know guys that are shooting you know shooting shots and they're not hitting them, uh, that's the other part of the problem. But the Packers or the Packers the uh, Bucks just don't play defense. I mean, it's like something that's just a not – if they're not hitting their shots, they will lose games. But, you know, and Damian Lillard looks bad the last few. Um, and the, some of the support, some of the guys coming off the bench, you're only getting a little bit of scoring. You know, a guy like Pat Connaughton or Bobby Portis, but you don't get, like, across-the-board scoring from the bench. You're getting one guy a night that's really kind of contributing. And it, they, they just look bad, man. They just look bad. And like I said the other day, uh, they wasted the uh, triple-double from Giannis. That went by the wayside, and they just – they all of a sudden, which was so in sync, they don't look in sync anymore. I was and talking so about – struggling. Yeah, I was talking about this with Rowdy this morning about you, you said the Bucks don't play defense. The Bucks defense should be better than this, Bill. Like, I understand right. you lose Drew Holiday, great defender, but they still have Giannis. They still have Brooke. Like, they have – better defensive personnel than you would think just looking at their numbers. So Adrian right. Griffin, at some point, he's a defensive head coach. He's got to say, look, guys, I I know we're not going to be as good as last year, but we got to be better than this. They got to figure some things out. Right. No, completely agree. Completely agree. So the Bucks take it on the chin, and uh, we've got uh, – we'll talk a little Michigan football today. Um, the, the biggest question is, where is Harbaugh going to go? What was the contract that was offered to Harbaugh to stay at Michigan? It was crazy money. Did you see the numbers on it? I'm, I want to say it was over $100 million. 
probably should be. Like, yeah. Yeah, it was like 10 years, 100 and something million dollars to stay at Michigan. And which still, you know, again, if if it depends on what the NCAA is going to do, if they're going to did also speaking of that, uh did you see Connor Stallions was had great seats. He was like five rows off the field at the Rose Bowl game. They're going to take care of him for Michigan Harbaugh. They're going to take care of him forever for taking the fall and keeping his mouth yeah. shut in all this. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would, I would love to know who gave him his tickets. I would love to know where he got his tickets from. Uh, thank you, Jeff. 10 years, 120, 125 million bucks. And a clause Harbaugh. saying that he can't entertain NFL coaching offers for this upcoming year. So that's, right. that's part of it too. They said, Hey, we'll give if, you all this. If he signs. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Which is um, which is funny. A ten year deal. It's like, all right, for only the first year, don't look at the NFL. It's funny they they give these long deals knowing that damn yeah. well they're not going to be finished. If if I if I'm Michigan, I want that I want that clause for three years, because once you get past a certain age, and how many years you're over in the college ranks, going back to the NFL then doesn't seem as functional, I guess um for for Harbaugh even though he's been there done that but it would pretty much establish him that he is then a committed college coach and he's not going to jump to the NFL so if I'm Michigan I'm like look we put up with your crap you've cheated you've lied you've been suspended twice now you're probably going to be suspended again you've put our program in jeopardy you've given us black eyes and we're still willing to give you 120 million and put up with all this crap because you've put us in a national spotlight so we're going to put our money where our mouth is but we're going to say you're not entertaining anything from the NFL for at least three to five years, and if, see if he wants to sign that. And that's a to me that's a decent quid pro quo. But we'll see uh, because obviously everybody's up in arms that he had hired this agent that is an NFL agent and not necessarily a college agent, and that you know he is now maybe entertaining more ideas. Uh, I know that uh, the Raiders have kind of very quietly. Rumor mill wise jumped into the mix. There's thoughts about New England. There's thoughts about uh, the Chargers. Uh, obviously, Chicago if they uh, dump Eberflus. So, which you would assume the that he's probably right now on the fence uh, of keeping his job or not. Because I know that uh, you know the McCaskey family would love to get him in. We'll talk more with Brad Biggs about that coming up here in a little bit uh, from down in Chicago and Chicago Tribune. So there's a lot of discussion about him possibly ending up there and what he could then do with the Bears and with Justin Fields in his progression over what has been done the last few years with Eberflus and company. So anyway, that's it. Uh, in the meantime, uh, the, uh, the Packers are back in the practice field today, and they have a laundry list, a laundry list of injuries. I mean, they, I think they've got like 17 guys on the injury report. It's lengthy. We'll go through that coming up in the next break. Uh, we got a lot to get to today. We're going to hear from Matt LaFleur, going to hear from Jordan Love, going to hear from Jair Alexander, who spoke yesterday, in case you missed it last night on The Huddle, which was a fantastic show last Flew by. Flew by last night. And uh, both, by the way, for those wondering, Grant and I both chose the uh, – we both chose the Packers to get the win. That's how confident we are. And the last time that happened was – the uh, when we both chose the Packers to win was the Carolina game. Prior to that, it, the only other time we both chose the Packers to win was the uh, Tampa Bay game, and they barely 
uh, in watching uh, the clock run out. They barely beat Carolina, and then they ended up getting just smoked by Tampa Bay. So uh, we both chose them to be, beat the Bears. So we hope that <laughs> we hope that they can. Good God, I can't even imagine what Monday's going to be like if the Packers lose this contest. Can you can you imagine what Monday will be like on this program? The 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 verve and vigor and uh, and just the uh, vitriol that'll be flying out of everybody on Monday as the season comes to an end. I can't even imagine. I'm, I'm trying to figure out. So if if they lose the game like 35-28 and the defense looks awful and they can't get a stop, then everyone's going to be mad. But it'll all just go on Joe Barry, and that's right. nothing new. Right. Right. Um, if they lose in a game where the defense plays okay, I think Packers fans are going to be really upset with Matt LaFleur, and that'll kind of continue this very up and down, up and down kind of cycle yep. we've been in with LaFleur, where it's like, man, he might be coach of the year. Also, he might lose the locker room. Oh, we're back to coach of the year. So it's, right. you know, that would be nothing new. It, it depends on how they lose. Yep. No, 100% agree. Let's do this. We'll step out. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We've got a whole lot more of the Bill Michaels Show on this Thursday edition. Stay right where you're at. More coming up. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Holiday season, that's uh, come to an end, but that does not mean that you're not going to have family, friends over, everybody going to be doing stuff inside, or maybe you just want to make your inside living space that much better. That's our friends at Master's Ease. That's what they're here for. Master's Ease got it going on. They uh, they have everything from indoor bars, bar stools. They have a huge showroom, by the way. If you're looking for a pool table, shuffleboard, Dartboards, table games, all the accessories, they have it. If you need a pool cue, they have it. Pool balls, they have it. A rack, they have it. You know, if you, uh, whatever you need, darts, dartboards, electronic and traditional. So they have everything. And they have high-quality stuff, really good stuff. Give them a call, 262-746-5931, 262-746-5931 for all of the in-store specials. That's our friends at Master's Ease on Blue Mound Road, in Brookfield, stop by and tell Rob and the whole staff we said hi. Good, good people over there. That's uh, Master's Ease on Blue Mound Road in Brookfield. Good, good stuff. Uh, the uh, Green Bay Packers back on the practice field, and I had mentioned uh, that you know they obviously have a laundry list of injuries that they're dealing with and trying to get guys back and healthy. Uh, we all know that, obviously. But can this team I, – I mean, I, yesterday we were talking about the injury report. And I had said, man, when you look at it, and you've got everybody from Jair all the way down to Emmanuel Wilson. I mean, I don't know how many guys are on here. Um, God, you you got Devondre Campbell, A.J. Dillon, Rudy Ford, Elton Jenkins, Aaron Jones, Isaiah McDuffie, Luke Musgrave, Josh Myers, Keyshawn Nixon, Jonathan Owens, Jaden Reed, Darnell Savage, T.J. Slayton, Preston Smith, uh, Quay Walker, Christian Watson, Dontavian Wicks, uh, and, and a couple others. They're all on this. And this team has performed pretty well when they've had a lot of their starters, guys like Devondre Campbell and uh, Jair Alexander and company down. So what dynamic will it be? Because Matt LaFleur was asked specifically, look, is Jair coming back? Is he getting a starting job back now that he's back from the suspension? And Matt LaFleur was not going to tip his hand one way or the other, which was, you know, obvious because why would you? You know, let them think. Let them try to scheme for other guys. 
But you look at a guy like Devondre Campbell, who's got the neck issue. He had the ankle issue. The ankle seemed to be, you know, kind of healed up. Now the neck seems to be healed up. He was a full participant yesterday, by the way. He would be, and I know there was some speculation after we got off the air last night, like, well, do you even want these guys back? Yes, you do. Because the better the player you put on the field, the better chance you get. And you win this game, you want everybody kind of becoming comfortable again with each other going into the postseason. And Devondre Campbell, when healthy, still is a really quality middle linebacker. Plus, it then frees Quay Walker up to be the spy on Justin Fields. So, yes, I want to see these guys back. I want to see these guys back. By the way, the uh, concussion protocol and the neck issue for Isaiah McDuffie, he did not participate yesterday. And as Mike was telling us, man, he was, he, to use the old term, he got his bell rung and did not look good leaving U.S. Bank Stadium. So my assumption, and again, this is only an assumption, but when you see guys that are in that kind of a state, it usually is at least 10 to 14 days before they're recovered because they're very, very, very cautious when it comes to that type of an injury. So I would assume you're not going to see a McDuffie, but uh, I'm I'm not going to say 100% you're going to count him out, but I'm leaning in that direction. Uh, Other guys that did not participate yesterday, Preston Smith, who has the ankle issue, did not participate. A.J. Dillon, he's got uh, a neck injury now and obviously that thumb. Rudy Ford has the hamstring. Elton Jenkins has the knee and an ankle. Did not participate. I mentioned Isaiah McDuffie. Uh, And then uh, the other guy was Preston Smith. Everybody else was either limited or full participant yesterday in practice. And even some of the guys like Christian Watson, who was limited yesterday, He's got that hamstring. Took place in, uh, took part in some of the drills, but did not do a lot of the team stuff. I don't know if Christian Watson's going to make it back. Maybe if you don't absolutely positively need him, maybe you keep him another week and don't risk the injury. And if you do have to go on the road, you know, and play, say, Dallas or somebody with, you know, a turf field, a little more speed, maybe just save him for that, you know, if you don't have to. Not to say that you have anything in the bank because you don't. There's no guarantee you're going to win this game. This is going to be a tough one, but just uh, some thinking ahead, so to speak. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. You want to find us? Go ahead and do so. Uh, again, 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Uh, let's go to Tim listening to us in Arizona. Tim, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Glad to have you, Bill. I like using that Thank statement. You, sir. Hey, I got a couple of things. First, I'm going to congratulate you on yesterday's show. That was an outstanding interview you had with Ron Russell because I like the way he tells it straight up just like you, especially when he was saying five new starters on the defense and he named each and every one that I had talked to you about. Uh, yep. The reason why I like it just like you, you guys don't sugarcoat it. You've got to tell me straight up, and that's the way I want it. Two, at the end, when you guys did your picks, well, I, I hope they win because, you know, it's been a 64-year – I'm a 64-year Packer fan, and I'm very apprehensive. I, I, I'm sitting on the fence because I just don't know what team to expect like you. This isn't like Lombardi or Holmgren coaching them. This is an offensive coordinator. I'm still sorry. Uh, he's, he's just not leadership material. OC is fine. Um, and going back to the sch- – I'm thinking already for next year with the schedule – Packers won that game 38-22 on opening day. It could have been a more of a thing, but Joe, uh, Joe Barry had to play soft and give him that 
give me touchdown, DeAnne, so we got a 16-point difference. If the Packers lose this game by 16 or more points, we get the fourth-place schedule. Otherwise, even if they do beat us by a much, it breaks down to, um, well, like I said, the points between the two teams first. Second, we go with the conference. You know, even though we're we, one and one, we'll see how we did against each other, the, the teams. And then finally, within the uh, well, division second, then the conference. So other than that, uh, Bill, an outstanding job. Uh, I've been, you know, I, I, I listen to you each and every day. And last thing, thanks for the plug, because I heard you say one time there's a guy out in Arizona that listens to me daily. So thanks yeah. for the plug. And, Bill, I'll tell you, if Monday, if this is a loss, Holy smokes, this is going to be – you better put on the asbestos underwear because that's yeah. how hot, you know, your seat's going to get. So yeah. I'm going to let you go before you get all your great, great, great guests in. Uh, right, uh, let's, have a, let's have a good Sunday. Bye, bye, Bill. Appreciate it. Thanks, pal. He drops off. You get on board, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Yeah, we've got uh, Mark that listens to us uh, quite a bit. we got, obviously, our buddy Gerard who listens to us. In uh, in Delaware, uh, over in uh, the New York area, we've got uh, Max who listens to us, uh, Derek in Albany, uh, and we got Graham who listens to us every day in Scotland, uh, which is which is awesome. Uh, and sometimes he doesn't listen live; he listens to the podcast, but he loves it. So we got people all over, all over the world that listen to the program. So great stuff. Um, this is uh, and Pack fan says uh, the second, third, or fourth place schedule doesn't mean crap anymore. Yeah, it really doesn't. Even even when you play, because you look at the way the teams were supposed to be this year and the strength of schedule that you were supposed to have, every year it happens where you'll have this team that, you know, goes too deep into the postseason or wins the Super Bowl and they end up with the toughest schedule. They, they play the toughest schedule. But, you know, then all of a sudden uh, the lead, you know, the quarterback for two or three of those teams goes down and it becomes a relatively easier schedule. And, yeah, it just – your, your schedule is your schedule. It doesn't matter anymore. I mean, the, the nice thing is is that sometimes you get more of the premier games uh, at home versus on the road or whatever, but, you know, yeah, it's uh, it's not going to be the, the, the juggernaut, so to speak. I get it. You're not going to be playing Dallas, then Kansas City, then Philadelphia, then San Francisco, and, you know, you go through that whole list, but everybody in your division pretty much plays the same, and then every now and then you get, you know, that – throw-in game, one or two of those throw-in games that uh, that's because of your strength of schedule. So, anyway. 877-867-1670. Find us. This one's from Max. Max says, uh, hey, Bill, great show. He says, "Uh, I think the Bears are going to win this game just for the fact that the Bears are hungrier. The Packers always seem to play on their heels. I hope that I am wrong. As a Packers fan, going to be watching intently, but I am really scared of Justin Fields and what this offense is starting to do and Joe Barry's lackluster defense that can't put games back-to-back together. That is from Max. Max, I hope you're wrong, man. I hope you're wrong. But that is the same level of trepidation, I think. Last night when I made my pick, that's the same level of trepidation I have as well. I I couldn't agree more with you because it's just at what point do they start stacking defensive success? And I'm not specifically just calling out the defense. I'm calling out the aggressiveness of the play calling of the defense. That's that's I want to see more of what we saw in Minneapolis. I really do. Uh, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Point Brewing Snow Pilot. It's out there. It's on the shelves. Go pick it up. Go get it. Enjoy the lager. Enjoy Cider Boys. So much of what they have seasonally is awesome stuff, and it's backed by popular demand. So Snow Pilot's on the shelves. 
Point Brewing's Lager, the traditional lager is always awesome. And then uh, there is the Cider Boys line, which is absolutely freaking fantastic. Good stuff from our friends at Point Brewery and one of our proud sponsors taking us out to Las Vegas for Super Bowl 58. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up after. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. show got a really really nice letter um email i shouldn't say letter um from a gentleman who uh, came into town he actually came in from oostburg and uh, and his name is uh, bartholomew bartholomew had sent me an email and said that uh, he really enjoyed he went to downtown waukesha he was there for the christmas parade and stopped over to nice ash ran into it just kind of looked up and there it was and talked about what a great time he had uh, on that Sunday going in and watching the Packers game and having the uh, Christmas parade go by and just enjoyed. Now, didn't smoke cigars, but he said he did enjoy uh, a couple of fingers of some whiskey and uh, also had himself a couple of draft beers from the local craft breweries. Uh, but said what a great atmosphere and great staff. Uh, Aaron was the server behind the bar, the bartender that day, and said uh, what a joy it was to, to sit and talk with her and have some fun. So, Bartholomew, thank you so much uh, for supporting some of the sponsors and also downtown Waukesha. Good stuff. And it's certainly coming back. They've expanded it. They have uh, cleaned up downtown Waukesha and done a lot of great things down there and continue to drive business into that direction. They've got a couple of new restaurants that just opened. But Nice Ash Cigar Bar is kind of the hub, and I agree with you. 323 West Main Street, downtown Waukesha. Always love it when we hear from people that travel from the eastern portion of the state over to the western portion, and they stop in to either Big Board Barbecue or Buzzard Billy's. Something to that effect, or go to one of our places in Baroqua or up in Rice Lake or Wausau area, uh, and they try that, or people that come from the western portion of the state into Milwaukee and uh, that area, and they come in and they say, hey, we tried this or this, and we loved it. So always love hearing that. And I, you know what? Here's the other thing. I love hearing when something isn't right. Now, it's great when it all is, but I know that uh, a lot of the owners that advertise with us, they always want to know, hey, do you hear anything bad? What can we get better with? I was just talking about that yesterday. Uh, to one of our sponsors, and he said, hey, do you ever hear anything bad? And I said, no, I, I, I hear nothing but good. But, you know, if I do, I'll let you know. But, uh, yeah, they always want to get better, which is great. So uh, 323 West Main Street, downtown Waukesha. That's our friends at BeNiceAsh.com. Matt LaFleur, yesterday, talking to the media. We didn't play it last night for you on the huddle. I wanted to save it for today. Here's what he had to say. Okay, the guys that did not participate were A.J. Dillon, Rudy Ford, Elton Jenkins, Isaiah McDuffie, and Preston Smith. Limited were Zane Anderson, Aaron Jones, Josh Myers, Luke Musgrave, Keyshawn Nixon, Jonathan Owens, Jay Reed, T.J. Slayton, Quay Walker, Christian Watson, and Don Tavian Wicks. Did uh, Dillon get that aggravated during the game? Get his thumb? thumb yeah. Yeah, he had an aggravation during the game, yes. What do you need to see Christian this week for him to play? And, and is there a way to kind of simulate the, the chemistry with the quarterback that, that he started to develop? Yeah, I think, um, well, today 
It was, it was mostly jog through. Uh, we did have an individual period. It's just going to be his ability to get through the week and show us that he can prove and, and prove that to us that he can go out there and play. And I know he's, he's eager to be out there. I think he had a good week last week in terms of his ability to run. And hopefully we can stack that and, you know, have him available for Sunday because he, he, he'll definitely bring a spark just in terms of even if it's on a limited basis. Um, you know, we've all seen his playmaking ability and uh, just his intelligence out on the field and, you know, being able to move him around wherever we, we may need him. Matt, what, is, uh, what does Jair have to show you this week to get his starting spot back? Is there anything? Or is he just back in there? Yeah, um, I'm not going to get into too many of the specifics. We'll, you guys will find out later in the week, but I will say that it was great to have him back. We had a great conversation on Monday, and um, I think he's – He's ready to go. Matt, you don't want to go through adversity, but both with the young squad, the wins and losses this year, and the injuries that have forced even young guys to play. Now that you've gone through those fires, what do you feel like you've gained now that you reach this critical time of Well, it just shows, I think anytime you go through something tough, and you can get through it, you're, you're usually better for it. You're hardened. Um, certainly a lot of guys got experience that might not have gotten those meaningful reps. and. Um, I, you know, just hopefully we're a better and more battle-tested team, and, and we're going to need that because there's adversity every week and, and within every game. And certainly, you know, Chicago's weathered their fair share of adversity throughout the course of the season, and they've been playing really well. I think, um, you know, you look at the last six games or whatever, I think they're plus 12 in the turnover margin and, um, you know, won a lot of games in that, in that time frame. Yeah, I think Preston's just the model of consistency in terms of his availability. Um, you know, he just, you can always count on him. And you have been able to do that for years, I think, with, with a bunch of young guys in the locker room. Um, to have a guy like him is invaluable. And I think, you know, obviously he, he's played at a really high level for us and has made a lot of plays for us. But I think a lot of his contributions don't always necessarily show up on the stat sheet, just his, just his leadership and um, how he goes, and he's a pro. Matt, the, the, Bears, the Bears' defense is playing way better than it did earlier in the season, aside from you know, the addition of Montez Sweat. Like, what, what's made them so different? Why, how have they gotten so much better? Well, I just think that it looks like a group that has played – 16 games together. I mean, you look at their roster, and for the most part, most of those guys are, are healthy, and they've played a lot of ball together, and um, they've grown together. And you can see it. It's evident. This is a very well-coached football team with very good players, and it's a, it's a very sound scheme. They do a great job of reading the quarterback and reading his eyes. They're stout against the run. Um, so it's a great challenge. They do a great job of getting their hands on a lot of balls, whether it's punching the ball out, ripping the ball out, or, you know, creating interceptions. So um, that's going to be a key for us is just making sure that we take care of the ball. And um, it, it is a challenge because there's just not a lot of holes in their defense. They do a really good job of limiting explosive gains. And, I mean, you have to earn everything you get. You mentioned interceptions. I got 
22. How do you how do you create? You mentioned creating interceptions. How do you how do they do that? Well, they do a really good job of um, of keying the quarterback and breaking on the football. And some of the some of the interceptions are whether it's D linemen getting their hand up in the air or there there's a lot of bang bang plays over the middle that they've been able to um, react to the throw and and cause the ball to go up in the air and somebody picks it off. I think you look at the back end, a lot of those guys, they all have really good ball skills. They're able to get jumps. Um, you know, it's going to be very important that our, our wideouts are in sync with our quarterback in terms of the depths of their routes, syncing with the footwork of the quarterback. And he's going to have to do a great job with his eyes because these guys read the QB as good as anybody. Matt, Jason Leisure with Chicago sometimes. On that subject about their defense, does it look dramatically different from you from week one where they had a different play caller, they didn't have sweat? Are you more reliant scouting-wise on what they've done recently? I would say so, yeah. But I also think that just the more you do something, that you can tell they just they play faster. Um, everybody's on the same page. They just don't, they don't bust, quite frankly, very often. Um, and, you know, they just... They all play off one another very well. I think those two linebackers in the middle are a problem. Those guys, as good as tandem as probably there is in the league in terms of just, again, their ability to read the quarterback and the ball gets out and they break on the ball and they're making these bang-bang plays. Matt, do you talk to the team at all about Week 18 last year or is that just in the past and not something? Yeah, that's not something we'll, you know. I mean, it's a totally different situation, totally different team. Um, I know the circumstances around the game are the same, but uh, we've been in this mode the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, this is about this year's group, and uh, I think you know, as a coach, you might take a few nuggets here and there in terms of what you learn from from past experiences. But um, you know, our sole focus is on the Chicago Bears right now. We had a lot of guys though who stood on that field and realized they had blown opportunity and what it's like to experience that you don't want them to express that to the rookies well if if yeah i just i mean i think it's just a different a totally different squad um i think there's a different vibe around here there's a a different mindset um you know we got to go attack that that's the bottom line we got we got to go attack we got to go and play like we have been the last few weeks um just with the mindset, the mentality, whatever it takes. And we know we got a great challenge in front of us. This the Chicago Bears team is as improved as any team in the league and um, it's evident when you turn on the tape. Matt with Jordan Love, we saw that big game in Chicago in week one and then tapered off a little bit and seems to have kind of found his rhythm again. Was, is there a game that you look at as kind of a turning point for him this season? Yeah, I think there was um, I think I said it the other day. I thought that there was, although we lost the game, there was a lot of good that came out of the Pittsburgh game. Um, just there was there were some plays in there that we were making that it, it felt like there was kind of a light bulb that went on for everybody. And um, there was a little, I would say, a little bit different shift um, with some of the stuff we were asking our guys to do. And uh, it's it's paid up, paid off for us up to this point. And so we've got to obviously continue um, you know, each game has the different challenges in terms of how you're going to attack somebody from an offensive standpoint. But I think there was just a lot of growth, not only from him, 
but the guys around him as well. As you went about kind of building on the positives from that and, and making the offense into what it is now, what were the plays from that game that stood out like, okay, we can, we can build on this? Well, I just think, yeah, I think we were able to generate some explosive plays within that game. And then there were, there were plays that maybe we didn't make, but I, I felt confidence moving forward that given those same looks, we're going to make those plays. So, um, you know, it's just, it's been a cool process to watch these guys grow together. It really has. I know there were some frustrating moments along the way and, um, by, I don't think we're, I think we're far from a finished product and, um, I just think this group's got a lot of potential. We've asked you a, a couple times over the years about getting the ball to Aaron Jones more. He's 29 now, and I'm not sure that a lot of running backs can kind of have the injury late in the season that he's had and come back and be fresh at the end at this stage of their career. How much do you think that low mileage maybe benefits at this stage of his career to, to be able to come back and be fresh at this age? Yeah, I think it's been huge for us. I think you've seen it the last two weeks with him getting, you know, uh, what, 20 plus touches the last two games and just how explosive he's been. We've had a lot of, I don't know what the number is, but in terms of explosion runs, I feel like we've had more in the last couple of weeks than we had maybe the, the rest of the season. So um, just his ability to do that, to generate some of those explosion runs um, has been huge for our offense. It takes so much pressure off everybody when you're able to do that in the run game. And like I said earlier, this, this Chicago team does a really good job against the run, so we're going to have our, our work cut out for us. Is, is that a byproduct of the lower mileage? I mean, he hasn't had to be the, the throughout his entire career the, the sole ball carry. He's always kind of been in that tandem. Is that a byproduct of that, or is it just kind of um, Are you saying, like, his ability to create some? Uh, yeah, I, I think it's a byproduct of a lot of things. I think we're, we've gotten better up front. Quite frankly, I think, you know, we've done a pretty decent job throughout the majority of the season in pass protection. But I do think our offensive line's ability to come off the ball, I think our tight ends are blocking better. Um, so I think it's a byproduct of everybody's ability. In your experience, Matt, how hard has it been the second time around to beat a team the second time? Yeah, the only thing I'll say about that is I think it's always hard. I think every game in this league is hard. I mean, you look at the majority of the league, it's as balanced as it, I feel like it that I can remember in my time in this league. Um, so I think it's always a challenge. I think just going back and watching the game from week one, it feels like it was last season. It feels like so long ago. So I think when you look at our team and you look at their team, I think we're two totally different teams. So... It's going to be a new set of challenges for both of us. I think it was the Pittsburgh game when they led us into your visitor's locker room. They turned to the right. Here's five receivers in folding chairs talking to each other, breaking down the game. And they told us this is something they were starting to do. You're aware of that now. Um, that, that's, is that pretty special? Yeah, I, I would say so, just in terms of just getting everybody on the same page and pulling the same direction. I think... Uh, you know, those guys rally around each other. It's fun to, the, the one thing you love about, especially that group is, you know, I think innately they all want the ball, right? I mean, you don't want receivers on your team that don't want to get the football, but to see their genuine enthusiasm for their teammates when they're scoring touchdowns or they're getting 
receptions to see how they responded to Bow Mountain after the game. I mean, that was pretty special. And I think we do have a special group that they're a close-knit group. They're, they're all like kind of in the same spot in terms of second year or younger. And um, so that it's, it's been cool to just see that whole room kind of grow up together. There you go. That was Matt LaFleur talking to the media yesterday. Let's do this. We're going to step out, take a quick break. We'll come back. we got a lot more to get to. Hang in there. More of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Good to have you. Bill Michael's show, we continue on. I had a little bit of a hiccup on the live stream during the break there. All of a sudden, the live stream just uh, went down for a second and then popped right back up again. So I don't know what that was. But uh, good to have you back, and uh, welcome back to the program. Um, listening to Matt LaFleur, look, uh, he's not going to tip his hand as to who he is and isn't playing, but. It was a laundry list, as we mentioned, of names that are on the uh, the injured uh, list right now that are on the injury report. So this team's going into it banged up. But, it, you know, listening to Matt LaFleur and specifically talking about, you know, uh, first of all, Jordan Love's play and where he kind of started to gauge that Jordan Love was starting to, you know, the tumblers were all starting to click in the line. He was talking about that, and then he was talking about the play uh, of the offense things they need to do against the Chicago Bears. But one of the things that caught my ear was he talked about Jordan Love, but also the guys up front. And, you know, it's it's one of those things where you just you start to get into that because you're listening to a lot of words. But one of the stresses was, you know, we got to be good in the trenches. We got to be good up front. It, it all starts up front. And that was good to hear because not only just on the offensive side of the ball, but the defensive side of the ball. The, those that statement was big. That was like, hey, we got to win in the trenches. We got we got to win down low first, and be consistent there. And that's not something that we've talked a lot about because they've done, you know, very quietly. They've had a lot of shifting and mixing and matching going on in that offensive line, trying to find somebody that works well or gets into a rhythm or gets consistency or just keeping all the guys engaged. You know. So, it, it, you know, he was talking about the trenches and, and getting after it. And defensively speaking, you know, Devontae Wyatt, Kenny Clark, Rashawn Gary, Preston Smith, Rashawn Gary staying home, setting the edge. Yeah, you want the stats? Yes, I get it. But, you know, in this particular game upcoming specifically, you have got to keep contained. He talked about the trenches there as well, so it's good to hear. Got an hour now. We got three yet to go. Don't forget, coming up today, we got Brad Biggs going to be joining us from the Chicago Tribune. We'll talk with him, Andy Herman, of the Pack of Day podcast. We got so much more upcoming. Stay right where you're at. A whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. <laughs> 